This is the JN Band Show, a podcast series on personal finance and investing. Hello everyone, this is the Jay and Ben Show. My name is Jay. And I am Ben. And today we will be talking about the FIRE movement or FIRE, what that actually means and um, what, uh, what, is, what this is all about. Um, so just to start off, um, FIRE relates to financially independent retirement early. And I think, um, you know, these kind of words, they already say what this is about. Um, this is about not having to work uh, basically for your income. You know, you have kind of a passive income and you're financially independent. You don't rely on a nine-to-five job. And uh, the other section or the other part of FIRE is the retirement early part. And um, that's pretty much, you know, we all have to, uh, or based on the government retirement schemes in most countries, it's like around, what is it, 65, 64? It depends where you live, of course. But um, the idea is that uh, in the FIRE movement, you retire before that age. And um, we, we will give you guys some examples. There are some extreme examples, you know, where people retired with like, you know, 35 or so. Um, but, you know, it can also mean something along the lines like you retire with 50, you know, that's still like 10, 15 years before um, you are supposed to retire. So that's pretty much in a nutshell. Ben, like, have I missed anything? Or that's pretty much what FIRE is, right? That's basically what FIRE is. It, what it comes down to is having the opportunities it can bring. So financial independence means that you don't have to rely on your job for the income. That if you wanted to go down to say like a part-time job because you want to spend your time elsewhere or you just really don't enjoy your job. And if you don't have that financial independence, your own money put to the side, you might be stuck at the job you do not like. So becoming FI, you can go where you please. You may take a pay cut, but you know you've got the investments behind you. And that's the great thing about FIRE. Yeah, that's correct. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, actually, to maybe talk about how this whole thing started. Um, so I think the kind of first, um, I mean, the elements of the FIRE movement were always around. And the reason why I, I say it's a FIRE movement, it's, it's more or less also a philosophy or way of living or a life goal to achieve. So there are loads of people, um, you find them online, mainly on Reddit forums, for instance, that, uh, you know, want to become, uh, you know, want to achieve um, the main goals of the FIRE movement. Um, so the whole thing kind of became very popular and started with the money moustache uh, person. Um, and you can Google that, the money moustache man, is it a thing called? And um, that was the kind of um, blog uh, that was done by, um, I forgot his name, but, uh, you know, um, he basically started this whole thing off by living quite frugally. You know, he didn't have a car and uh, he was using mainly his bike. He was basically putting all of his uh, savings into, I believe it was the VTI or like some some very broad Vanguard index fund. Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Yeah, um, VTI is a total market yeah, index fund. I, th- I for think Americans. this is what he what he used exactly. And um, uh, yeah, and he he basically achieved with this. Uh, I mean, I, I'm putting it in very plain and simple terms, but with this, he kind of achieved to a situation where he had enough money to sustain his lifestyle. And uh, I think by no means. Um, 
from his blog, you can see it wasn't anything like a, a luxurious lifestyle, a very, very, um, very basic, but you know, like a um, standard, like a decent lifestyle. Um, and uh, because his investments basically gave him enough um, money uh, to survive. And I think he quit his job with like end of, for like beginning of 40, for end of the 30. Um, ben, you know the money moustache man, you know who I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, Mr. Money Moustache. He, he's wrote a brilliant blog. I think originally all started in America, really. That's where it really kicked off as a movement in itself. And it's been yeah. slowly moving its way towards the UK and Europe and expanding there. Because as a society, we've started to realize we don't want to work till we're 70 plus. I know my granddad works till he's 70 and still is working, trying to provide. And it's not the kind of life I want to have for sure. No, no, definitely. Um, and I think for this podcast, the best thing we could do, um, Ben, maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, the fire movement. I don't think it's a black and white thing. It's not about like, you know, uh, you whether achieve complete financial freedom and, and retire early and that's it. I think there are some in-between steps that could be yeah. achieved. And, you know, it's it's not all about like the, the extremes here. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that a little bit, at least the way I see fire is you know there there are there are there are things in between it's not only and or and i think the the second thing is we could maybe talk about a little bit um on the different tools that these people use that are in the fire community you know i i mentioned one of them like living frugally you know but i think there are a few other characteristics i guess um that are quite important around them um so, uh, Ben, um, like I, the way I see fire also is I think the first time it was my um, it was my my phone bill. So I have a mobile phone and that phone bill was around uh, 29 pounds, 25 pounds or something like that. So my first goal, no lie, was to have enough uh, passive income to pay off my phone like by passive income. And that was already a part of financial freedom for me. Uh, ben, like, do you have something similar you relate to? Yeah, I do. It's like a couple of years ago for me is I was looking at my dividends coming into my account and I was thinking, this is amazing, this kind of money. And then I started comparing it against the income I'm creating from my main job. And I started working out the percentage differences and I've been setting myself goals. Like last year, my goal was to replace... 1.5% of my total income with just purely dividends, which I managed to complete. But at the time of looking through that, I didn't have the idea of fire in my head. All what I was thinking about is trying to replace my income with passive income sources so that maybe I could take an extra day off, take a Friday off and go down to the pub or something. <laughs> but then seeing it is like, wait a minute, I've been striving for fire before I even started knowing it. And I've known quite a few people who have felt the same going, I've been living frugally. I've been putting money away into these accounts, replacing income without knowing there's a whole movement and all this information out there specifically made for what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think the power of Internet really changed a lot of these things. And Ben, I completely agree with you. Uh, one other example for me is um, there was one point in life I noticed hey, you know, buying lunch every single day, that's like, you know, 10 pounds or, or 9 pounds to 8 pounds. I, I don't know, you know, 15 pounds sometimes. 
buying lunch every day, five times a day, uh, a week, basically, work day. Uh, that's uh, loads of money. That's a lot of money. So then I started to be, like just pack my own lunch, you know. Uh, of course, now it seems quite obvious. And like, obviously, you do that, you know, and you're, you're smart and, and you invest the money instead of, of putting into your lunch. But I felt really alone you know i was like okay i'm am i odd i'm doing this am i the weirdo you know sitting there <laughs> and and not having like my my fancy lunch um but you know what uh, it really helped when i discovered the reddit community um around fire and i'm like oh you know actually i'm not that extreme you know i i'm actually a normal guy because there are all these other people and um th that i think the the power of internet really helped the the fire community a lot and i agree with you probably a lot of people think they you know, they didn't know, but they're actually part of the FIRE community, even though they, they might not know it. Yeah. I think what's in really interesting, though, is we're talking about budgeting a lot and being frugal. But also part of the FIRE movement itself is finding what you enjoy. Because I've read an article the other day about them saying the downsides of the FIRE movement. And one of the points was that when you get to retirement or FI and you quit your job, you're bored. But the whole point of becoming FI financially independent is having the ability to do what you enjoy and finding that hobby. So it's not always being frugal to a point. It's actually reducing your expenses to what you enjoy and not being wasteful. That's a very, very good point. Um, I, I can completely relate to that. Um, guys, like I... Um, you know, a few examples. I do love to play guitar, and um, you know, there are there are more affordable guitars, but they're also very like fancy, expensive guitars. And uh, look, this is a complete luxury, and I would you know save money and 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 splurge on a guitar and and put money down on on like a, you know these things are really expensive. So in this sense, I'm not frugal, you know. Um, or with certain foods, like I don't cheap out on food in any way. You know, I, I go to the supermarket, I buy fresh and, and good high quality products and I, you know, I try to f eat very healthy. So it's not about like cheaping out and just eating ram noodles every day. So that's not really what we're advising. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's about like, do you really have to go every weekend uh, out for dinner? Do you really have to buy your lunch every single day? Do you really have to buy your coffee? You know, that's that's another thing. Like coffee, uh, you know, you charge what two twenty, two fifty, um, and uh, you know, I stopped buying coffee at some point. I just got myself a nice cup and uh, I made coffee at home, put it into my cup, and when I went to work, I just walked with that uh, reusable cup. You know, it's environmentally friendly and it saves you a lot of lot of money. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to getting the most bang for your buck, to say. It's, it's not being wasteful, it's getting the most enjoyment of your money. You're working hard for this money. You're working 39 hours, even more, if you're like hustling out there, just to try and get this money. So obviously you want to try and get the most happiness as you can, because money's only a object, it's a product you make. You trade your time for it, and in return you get your money. And... It's a tool. You buy yourself happiness. You buy yourself time to make yourself happy to do things you enjoy. And I think that's what really comes down to the fire movement. Yeah, that's correct. And um, and in relation to that, it was quite interesting. You know, um, I think the Mr. Money Mustache he mentioned first. Once he got to the point where he was, he achieved financial independence and retired early. Guess what he did? 
he actually got himself involved in in manual labor. <laughs> that's that's interesting. So I think he uh, used to be a like a you know some some job at uh, office job, you know, sitting at a desk and and just, just watching, looking at a screen, and and that's it basically. Um, and when he achieved financial independence, he actually started to like you know do gardening or build build a house or build a shed, you know, like just like very, and he felt very rewarded by. By being by doing very like hands-on activities and tasks, which I found just very interesting and funny, and I can definitely see how this might feel very rewarding, you know, um, in 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 some way. Um, but I, Ben, I completely agree with you. It's it's really about time and having the ability, or even having the option to say, you know, to not rely on your job is is a huge huge difference. And um, uh, again, I go back again to my example. It, it doesn't mean you have to be completely living off your investments. It could be in the beginning or as partial kind of um, a way to achieve this is you could be um, you know, not paying your phone bill. You could be not paying your, your electricity, your, your water bill, your internet bill. You know, and, and even one day, this is, I think this is fairly approachable. You know? Maybe your, your rent even, you know, if you are like really putting in the time and 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 that's that's an amazing thinking if you think about it that you might achieve a, a point in your life where you don't have to worry about rent because your investments take care of that and and there you go you have you know you have shelter you have food covered and it comes step by step this kind of financial uh, freedom um, I, I hope this is clear what i mean with this here yeah i think a lot of it is when we talk about fire also is that we talk about financial independence and retire early. And a lot of people seem to focus on that retire early. For me, really, I don't think I'm going to retire early nor retire at all because I enjoy working just like Mr. Money Moustache. And what we can do is that there's actually multiple like terminology for different routes of fire. So one of them is, like you were saying, that you could pay off your uh, rent with like dividends or your passive income. And this is like barista fire. So when we talk about barista, it, you think about a coffee shop worker, which are normally part-time. And this is the whole point of it, is that your investments take off half your expenses so that you can work part-time, carry on working, keep you busy, and then do the other half of your time doing whatever you want and know your investments have got your back. Yeah, that's 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 correct. That's correct. Um, then maybe let's um, talk a little bit up on the different um, ways people try to achieve uh, fire. And uh, I mean, we we started to mention a few of them. One is the the, the frugality, and that's a very important point. Um, and as we said already, it's I mean, at least our understanding is not you have to cheap out. It's it's rather um, then you put it nicely. You know the most um, banks for your buck, like that kind of, uh, you know, approach to it. So I hope that's, that's clear, but it could be, you know, frugality could be also around, um, you know, when you go to the supermarket to, uh, if you see a good deal on, on, I do that sometimes, sometimes like good pasta gets on discount, you know, like, and you buy like four or five of them, uh, packs of them. I don't need them, but they have a long shelf life, so I would just buy a bunch of them and <laughs> put them in. And, and I feel happy about it. You know why? Because I know, yes, I might be sorted for the next five months for pasta, um, but um, I got them really cheap. So, you know, I don't cheap out on the product itself, but I'm smart about how I acquire it. 
or with swimming, for instance, um, you know, I love to swim. And if you go, you know, uh, during the end of the day where the swimming pool is open for two more hours, they give you a discounted rate, you know. So I think th that's a characteristic I would say a lot of people have that are in the fire movement um, or, or people that shop around for their insurance or electricity bill. I, I did that like once a year. You know, I go on these comparison websites. I would look uh, for my region where the electricity bill, like, you know, what what's the best offer? And I would be very bold. Just call up your current supplier. Say, hey, I found this deal. Can you match that? Yes, it's four pounds here, five pounds there. But you know what? At the end of the month, you might have, what, like 200, 150 saved. And uh, if you put that into something like the VTI, the S&P 500, giving you like a 1.92% return. Yes, it's not a lot, but it's it's free money that you would have spent otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely that is every little penny you can save adds up and it compounds itself. And that's what we really want to focus on. I think the other thing we've got to think about is how we're going to achieve financial independence or retirement early. What we've got to do is try and find a balance because obviously we want to... You normally find, especially in the UK, that we have accounts which are giving ourselves bonuses. Like the Lifetime ISA gives us a 25% bonus on up to £4,000 we put into the account, which is amazing, but we can't actually access that till retirement. So what we've got up to balance out is, do you want to retire early? Or do we want financial independence? Or are we trying to get the most bang for our buck at the end of the day and have a very nice lump sum come retirement yeah that's true um you know what's so funny about it um i actually tried to do the maths around that and i don't want to bore people with maths but um between you and me ben uh, i would say if you could achieve a passive income of forty thousand pounds forty thousand british pounds a year I would say you could you could have a decent life or like an okay life. Probably not in London or like in high, very expensive areas. But uh, I, you know, please tell me if I'm wrong here. What would you say? Like forty grand? Is that something? I, I definitely think forty grand, especially if you got your mortgage paid off. Forty thousand pounds can go a it's, long way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, you can do the maths. Then you can say, let's say you invest in in different products and ETFs and and something not not super risky, of course, because the whole idea is that it needs to be sustainable and and healthy. Um, I would say you could achieve that with a dividend yield of like currently probably two point five percent. What do you think, Ben? Uh, like yeah, a healthy that's dividend. Quite a safe, reasonable yeah, dividend. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can basically go backwards and, and, um, and calculate how much money you need to be need to have invested in order to um, have, you know, uh, with a yield of 2.5% in order to achieve an annual return of around £40,000. Um, and um, th that number is really high. I think the last time I did this, what is, what is it? I can't remember really, but um, it's, it's, it's definitely over a million uh, pounds that you would definitely need to put in. And, and people often think, you know, ah, this is, you know, no way I can achieve uh, over a million uh, pounds, you know, like a 1.2 million. But you might be really surprised. Uh, ben, you mentioned earlier the power of compounding is, is, mm. is, is, is amazing. And, 
you know, if you start early on, you know, if you're in your in your early 20s and you start putting some some money away, you will be surprised. You know, you can actually achieve that in like, what, 25 years or so? 30, it depends how much you earn, of course. Don't get me wrong here. I'm so sorry. But, uh, you know, in like 25, 30 years. And, uh, you know, if you are like 20 and you add up 20, 30 years, that's 50. You know, you're 50. That's f still 15 years before the government actually suggests you should retire. Uh, it's a huge difference. 15, 15 years of financial freedom, more longer than, than other people. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And I want to just make a point is that that 2.5% we're talking about is the dividend. So it's not taken out any of that capital that you've invested. You That's still correct. got that 1.2. Yeah. And there's a very common thing within the fire community that they talk about is the safe withdrawal rate. And what they talk about here is that with the capital appreciation of your portfolio, along with dividends maybe, um, how much you can withdraw without your investment portfolio going significantly down over the period of retirement. So it's normally suggested it's about between 3 and 4% you can withdraw. This is also including the capital on your account. And you will have to sell your investments. But longevity-wise is that with this withdrawal rate, it's going to hold itself and your portfolio is going to stay the same the whole way through. Yeah, that's isn't that also under the famous 4% rule? I think there is a rule called yeah. the 4% rule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, quite interesting. If you search it up in Google, it will give you a spreadsheet and it will show you exactly what percentage you withdraw and then your success rate of your portfolio going down or up. Yeah. Um, one other, I think, characteristic that FIRE uh, movement people have is um, they are usually they invest usually in very simple uh, instruments. Um, so uh, I think, you know, if, uh, they would put their money into uh, very broad uh, ETFs, um, very broad markets. Uh, I think the reason for that was also that I mentioned earlier, that they are looking for very safe or like relatively safe investments. Um, so they are not that the instruments are not exposed to high volatility and, and definitely, you know, putting then the money into some like very broad index fund or the S&P 500. Yes, it can go up and down, you know, and uh, we will have crashes and, and corrections. And um, but um, overall, you know, um, you, you're relatively less um, exposed to any extremes as compared to like you having only two stocks or something, two specific stocks. So that's also characteristic, uh, and um, uh, low low fee is another one. So you know, mm. fire that that goes along with being frugal. So you're not only frugal in when you go to the supermarket, but you're also frugal when you buy uh, and maintain your investments. So you would find them usually going on a zero fee platform or some very very uh, cheap, um, very affordable platform. So that that's another characteristic. Yeah, I think it comes down to is that over the long term, the majority of investors can't beat the market. So it comes down to if you can't beat it, then join it. So just joining yeah. it, just being the market, you can't overachieve the market doing this, but you're never going to really go under the market either. So over the long term, it's just that clicking away at it, you're just digging away, putting money in, and in the long term, you're going to be okay. Yeah, So so in that way... Uh, someone who's in a fire movement is less likely to uh, seek an active investment. They would all they would be all for uh, passive. That's that's my understanding. Yeah, very much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so um, I think, um, again, guys, I think what we would like to show you with this episode on the fire movement, I think a, f- a few things, just to, just to kind of repeat again. Um, the, the first is, if you talk to someone and they say, ah, you know, with the fire movement, this is all uh, rubbish, you know, like it's, it's very unlikely you achieve this kind of total financial freedom and independence. I believe they misunderstood what the fire movement stands for. Uh, you can achieve financial freedom step by step or bit by bit. Uh, I'm, I, you know, we made this example with the phone bill, 30 pounds, you know, 25 pounds. I, I think you can achieve that uh, if you are uh, focused and you, you, you know, you, you save and you, you invest um, uh, safely. Um, you can achieve that. So, you know, if someone says this to you, you can counter and say, you know, this is not about all or nothing. There's something in between. Um, and I think it's important you guys understand there are always extremes to frugality, always extremes to, to anything, but it's not really about that, at least for, for us. Uh, you know, they, again, there are uh, more mellow versions of frugality. It's just being being smart around it. Um, ben, is there anything else uh, you would like to kind of mention in this podcast? No, I think you hit the nail on the head, really. It's just taking control of your own finances and your own future. Yeah, that's correct. Um, okay, guys, we hope you really, really enjoyed this episode on the FIRE movement. And we hope you liked it. Uh, please don't hesitate to add us on Instagram, the Che and Ben Show. DM us there. And if you have any suggestions for topics or anything that interests you, don't hesitate to contact us. We are really happy. And uh, we will be back next week with a new one. Thank you so much. Bye.